Hello and welcome to the Captain's Table, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Berserkero, one Batman Shelley, your humble host and space bartender here at the Astro Pub. Here I am with Al and HC Vertigo. We're going to be talking, uh, this is the Captain's Table, we're going to be talking Star Citizen. Um, but before we get into the details of what we're going to be ta- talking, I'll let these two wonderful folks introduce themselves, starting with uh, Al Garrett himself, uh, the man behind Old Man Al Hurston and uh, Crazy Al's Discount Chip Shop. Uh, Al, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen and where can they find you? Um, but, uh, uh, now, now, execute. Uh, uh, sorry, execute. Damn me. Damn me. <laughs> obviously, obviously a sign. I, I'm, I've missed my meds today. Um, hi, Paulie. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And as you said, I, I, I'm Old Man Al Hurston. Um, yeah, I, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so I, I'm known for Al, Old Man Al. Um, originally kind of so named by Paul. And um, I think he still regrets it because every he's, he's now called Paulie. <laughs> I am Paulie, yeah. A lot of people call um, me Even Execute started to call me Paulie. <laughs> um, but I am one of the Infra Runners. We're best known for... I suppose speculation and doing fix my fleet, where usually people with who've spent lots of money go. I've spent lots of money. I still don't have the ships I want. How can I get the ships I want and do the gameplay I want? And so they ask us to help them. Uh, I suppose uh, consolidate their fleets, and we usually say, "Hey, go big," because just the exponential cost of ships in game later on is just gives you that value. But then, as you know, Paul, there's the, uh, there's the Endeavour and the Crucible, which are still at their original 350 concept price, which means they're going to go up in price and they offer so much gameplay, et cetera, et cetera. So we're cult known the as Endeavor. the cult of the Endeavour and the Church yeah. of the Crucible. So, so yeah. Awesome. Uh, and that is, I'm, you'll see me there as well. It's uh, um, youtube.com slash the InfoRunners. Um, yeah, you also catch us live on oh, yes. Thursday, on, Friday. On, yes, on, on Australian Friday, your Thursday. So uh, for us, it's uh, six a.m. on a on a Friday morning, and yeah. it's basically a chat channel. We used to do gameplay as well, but we'd tr- try and have the discussions with with the audience as we're doing it. And whenever I'm I'm playing the game, if you start talking to me, I stop. <laughs> So I stopped. I stopped um, 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 playing the game, and then everyone started having a go at execute because he was being so rude playing the game while we playing were the game. answering questions. And so we went sort it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ver- Vertigo is joining the the crew. Speaking of Vertigo, wearing glasses. Uh, yeah. We've got the Sultan of Salt himself, Mister HC Vertigo. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? Where can they find you? <laughs> He's wearing his glasses uh, now as well. Yeah, I us- uh, everybody is wearing glasses to look smarter, so I figured I might as well put mine on. <laughs> I, I usually don't wear it because I don't really need it, but I also yeah. have decided to start wearing them because my eye strain gets w- worse if I don't wear them. Because I, I can see still. It's just I get a squint yeah. a little bit more. I don't, so. I don't need them unless I'm driving. So um, I, I don't need them. I don't, usually don't wear them on stream. Uh, but like I said Algorithm's wearing glasses, Paul's wearing glasses, so I figured like, oh let's make this a glass stream where we all look smarter. Well well, you know, I, I have to wear them otherwise I'm blind, so you know. Just, <laughs> you just gotta wear the suit. Vertigo, you just gotta wear suit next time this happens. You gotta wear, wear yeah, the right. yeah. You guys are wearing ties too. I don't have a tie. <laughs> I guess I get like a rag or something that's tied around my throat. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I'm, I'm Star Citizen content creator. I do a lot of stuff on Twitch TV. Just got a new video up on YouTube, uh, doing the spirit review like six months late after her. Finally, I know. Finally, right? <laughs> new year, new video. Can't wait for next year's video. <laughs> uh, it'll be live to the public uh, next week, uh, probably around Monday. It's on Patreon right now. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I do a lot of, uh, I try to do a lot of funny stuff on Twitter. Um, but you don't see me a lot on Twitter unless I have something worth talking about. I'm not like one of those compulsives. I have to like tweet every, every, every bowel movement I have. I don't have to put it up on Twitter. He he does. He does tweet every dad book that is our dad joke that has ever existed. Yeah. That's, that is your only compulsion, which is to tweet bad dad humor. Bad. Yeah. My <laughs> students told me, my students told me I, I have bad dad jokes. So. That's a, that's a teacher's re- responsibility, though. We're supposed to have oh, yeah. bad dad jokes. That's how we function. You know, um, Paul. You know why it's really hard to date astronauts? Why? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Because they need their space. That's bad. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, all right. Well, with that wonderful introductions out of the way, uh, let's, let's talk about the first topic, which is um, – <laughs> 317.5 showed up suddenly, um, which is one of those things. It's like, what? Wait, I thought we were waiting until 318. Um, and uh, there's a couple of things that's important to talk about. We'll talk a little bit more about this and kind of what it means going forward. But uh, right now we know that 317.5 is just them adding stuff like little goodies that you'd get for Lunar New Year event the which is basically they're going to sell stuff on the web store for red auspicious redskins and then yeah. in-game event is going to be like you find little packages spread around yeah. landing zones pick them up put in your inventory sell them for 500 credits a piece yeah and then yeah. I think they're running like Siege of Orson as well for yes. 317.5 but it's it's all stuff that they've done before it's just they yeah. hadn't with 317.4 didn't have that stuff so it's all it is is pushing that stuff yeah. oh, well um, they had to get rid of the um you know, the Luminaria stuff. Oh, yeah, so Luminaria yeah. stuff. Take that, take, take that out and get ready for the Chinese New Year stuff, which is the little red envelope for Year of a Rooster. It's going to mm -hmm. be coming. So, yeah. Uh, which is really just a replay of Luminaria gifts. It's just repackaged. But um, So, but the, this comes into this discussion, um, which is, do, do you expect to see another 317 patch before we end up, like after 317, like a 317.6, before we see 318 going live? Vertigo, I'll start with you with this one. Well, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> I figured 318 would have been done by the end of the year. Yeah. Like, literally December 31st, around December. Because if you go look back at all the end-of-the-year patches, right, mm. all the way back to, like, 3.0, like, before the, before the roadmap was officially released, 3.0 was, like, December 27th, 26th of 2017. And then you go look at the roadmap and all December releases usually to fell on December 22nd, December 23rd around those time dates. So that's what I was guessing for 318. We have slipped so far off the release schedule for CIG. I don't know. They may just push 318 to the next, to the next quarter. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, spring, spring quarter, like literally the end of winter quarter. That's what we were going to see Q1? 318 live. The Q1. Yeah. Q1 patch will be 318. Yeah. That literally could be what happens. So I don't know. I'm throwing my hands up. I just give up. So no. I just like Al, what do you think? Do you think we're gonna see more three seventeen patches or do you think we're gonna see three eighteen before then? I think we'll we'll see three seventeen patches that are kind of touching up, you know, removing, you know adding the Chinese New Year, adding Valentine's Day, maybe adding um some Patrick's Day things. If if they need to do you know, if they need to add any new stuff that fits into that. But I think I'm with HG. Um, or HC, it's we're only in wave one of 318 oh, on at PTU. least three waves, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. so we haven't we haven't even reached the PTU to everybody yet, yeah. Yeah, and the I mean, way they can it's going, skip it, over they have skipped over wave two before and gone straight to live, but that was my like patches were a lot more stable than this. This, this is like the 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 long patch cycle of, of, of what is it 316 or 317 well 3.0 went into the pt well, it was, was like doubled oh it was, it was 363 363 or two that was 263 263 was the month one the yeah. one which was it lasted for months and it was in ptu forever they had a burn down um, segment on around the verse where they were talking about how many bugs it was going to take before they released 3.0 yeah yeah, they were that. they were literally their their YouTube series literally had a segment where they talked about how many bugs they needed to fix before it would go live. 
I think I think I think Al's right though. I think it was like three fifteen that was in in PTU for months. Like it was an open PTU for like over a month. There uh, was like well, there's two, uh, when CIT releases a PTU patch, mm-hmm. they usually put a letter designation at the end of the version number. So like three eighteen A, three eighteen C, three eighteen B. 3.0 went into double digit, double letter. Res- people like it went up to the Z patch, mm-hmm. and then people were joking about, okay, what's going to be next after Z? Well, yeah. when when I think when AA and then AB, AC, I can't remember how how high it went, but we've had two patches that went double, mm-hmm. double, double, double letter, double letters. Well, I think in I think in wave one we're at O or L now, so yeah, yeah. we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there, and we're only at wave one. So yeah. I, I I'm with you, but both of you on this one. It just it, it's. Like we're we're almost certain. I I can almost guarantee you we're gonna get a three seventeen six for Coromore for for February, and then um, we'll probably get one for St Patrick's Day for for uh, what is it? Humana Invicta or something like that. It's yeah. uh, not Invicta. It's um, it's Pax Humana. Pax Humana. No, that's that's the, yeah. I think it's not Pax Humana. That's that's Veterans Day. It's something like that. It's whatever their made up Latin holiday is about. I'd, I'd have to pull up my pull up the the web page and have a look Stella at Fortuna. It. Thank you, chat. That's it. Ah, there yeah. you go. I, yeah, Stella yeah. Fortuna. I was it was on the tip of my tongue too, Paul. Like I think yeah. sold ships with the skin. Yeah, with the green skin. Yeah, you know, with the green uh, skin. Yep. So I was thinking Ursa, the Ursa, Ursa, Ursa. Yeah, yeah. Ursa, Ursa, the Phoenix, the, uh, the MSR. Yep. Yeah. So I, I would, I would, I, if I was, if I was anyone watching, I'd be, I'd be girding your loins for 317.6 and 317.7. That's going to happen, I think, because I, I don't think we're going to see 318 releasing until at least March, till quarter the one, quest- just because. The question is, will we get 318 before Invictus or will yes. Invictus be the 318 launch? That's a good question though. But let's, let's, let's see. Vertigo, what do you think? Do you think we're going to see Vertigo or <laughs> will, we, will we see Vertigo before three, before Invictus? Yes. You're seeing right here. Yeah, the answer I mean, is yes. So we're looking at him stream, now. So unless I die in the middle of the night, you know. <laughs> will uh, we so, see? God, please no. Well, come on. Uh, HC. You're on screen now. So we're all seeing you. So <laughs> we will see him. Yes. The answer is. <laughs> will, will we, do, Vertigo, do you think we will see 318 before Invictus? Which is yes. in May, by the way. So yes, so we yes. got January, February, May. So I'm thinking February, the end of this month for 318 is what I would be guessing, but I don't know. But I mean, it would be a CIG would. Oh man, I can't imagine uh, 318 PT going that long. We're and it, we're still waiting for 318 to to release mm-hmm. in May. So Al, what do you think? I'd like to think at the outside. That that's my that's my. L- longest guess after that i'll start to, i'll start to worry up until then I'm, I'm i can cope but after that i'm going oh no i i, I think we'll see 318 release in uh, end of february early march but it's really hard to tell because the problem is is that we still haven't gotten wave two i'm almost certain they will do a wave two when wave two comes out then we'll we'll know a little bit more. And if the wave two just rolls directly into to open PTU, I expect three eighteen to be at least a month in open PTU. At least a month in open PTU. Just because of the amount of people that will smash it. You know, you think Vertigo is bad with his hoarding and doing random things if he can get into a server, I'm sure Vertigo would be uh, filling his hab full of random junk to see what happens because that's what Vertigo's past. I mean, is. like I'm going to be filling my hab with other people's random junk. <laughs> that's what I'm going to be doing. So like, I, I just have to empty my, empty my inventory into my hab to fill it with random junk. And I know I'll agree. Are you, have you been a subscriber since the very dawn of uh, the Kickstarter? Um, for a long while. Yes. Yeah, not, not so since, you want yeah, the dawn of crowdfunding because I, I actually joined in 2014 when I finally okay. found out about Star Citizen, but I became a subscriber pretty much there and then, mm-hmm. and was very grateful of that because the old forums, the subscriber forums, were a haven of sanity compared to the um, abysmal uh, acid general, general forums vitriol <laughs> of general forums, yeah. which basically became Spectrum with less. Uh, forum aspect and just more acidity and, and horror. For, so. for those who don't know, we have to explain the in-joke here for those who are just joining us. When you subscribe to Star Citizen, they have a subscribers program to support development, and you pay like $10 to $20 a month, 
and gives you a whole bunch of benefits. One of the biggest benefits that a lot of people subscribe for is you get certain in-game items. Mm-hmm. Um, armor pieces, um, undersuits, plushies, uh, plushies items yeah. your character can hold in-game, knives, and, weapons. And, and, and... Go down. Sorry, go on. Hi, um, and when CIG first, in, first introduced the new inventory system that we have right now, um, they had an infinite bag of holding that everybody had just, just all the stuff in the world was in there, right? When they changed over to the inventory system we have now, people had their inventory filled up with their subscriber items and could not put anything else in there because they were up against the max inventory for whatever landing zone they spawned at. They, so they CIG had to quadruple the it's amount like, of inventory space available to, to for subscribers because there's just so much they, they would go out the subscribers wanted to buy like a, a undersuit or something or an armor piece or a, or magazines or a medipen they couldn't put anything else into their inventory because of that that's that's algorithm like he spawns into a landing site and it's just his inventory is just full of stuff because he's I, I go so to long. the I go to the ship terminals and it times out on me yeah. I get down to the bottom <laughs> Well, that's that's his fleet. You're you're like what double a goddess or something. He's very high. He doesn't he doesn't yeah, like to talk yeah, talk about it too he much. Like to talk about <laughs> it. I don't like looking at the title because I let me, <laughs> let me see how bad my um Pokemon syndrome is. <laughs> um, but uh, oh gosh, what, what was what was uh what were we going on about? I think we kind of already talked about it. Um, we're talking about three eighteen and when yeah three eighteen. Well, let's let's talk on talk continue on in three eighteen. Al, in terms of the actual features, because there's a lot of talk about PES, but outside of PES and uh, cargo refactor, there's been a lot of stuff added. What is the things that kind of come to your mind with three eighteen in terms of like what's been added to uh, to to this patch? Because there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the big the big things for me are really come with a cargo refactor and. Uh, the, the the introduction of salvage uh, as turned to the the whole scraping. Now I know there are lots of the racetracks. So I haven't actually gone and checked out the racetracks because they're you know just, they're just racetracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a dug, but there is the buggy race as well that's mm-hmm. on Orison. Um, and there are also, uh, I think they added more outposts uh, and wrecks and and other places to go check out. So. Points of interest seem to have increased mm-hmm. in number, and that's just that's just on the surface. But the big, the big, the really big thing that three eighteen is adding is that under the hard uh, pez pez stuff, and mm-hmm. everything else is just gravy. But vertigo, what 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 jumps out to you in terms of the three eighteen's uh, content? I mean, obviously, persistent entity streaming. Um... Like I, I kind of downplayed it a little bit, but it's when it when it starts to work, right? When when stuff starts to stick around for a little bit longer, um, it makes the universe feel more lived in. Like you go to a you go to a a cave or something, and there's stuff already there. There's like remnants of like a fight, you know, a dog fight over like a over over a planet, and there's like the inventory of the ship is spilled out over the whole area. And it's just like, you out there with a tractor beam, you start lassoing stuff into your ship. And it's just like, there's a corpse over there with like armor on it. And there's many pennants in inventory. It's just like people are talking about how the reclaimer and the vulture are like bringing salvage to the game. Like that vertigo, this is the first salvage. And I'm just like, look at all this stuff. It was like, there was this joke. I remember years ago. Um, it was, this, it was this, this female comedian. I can't remember her name. And I, I know I shouldn't talk about people like that, where it's just like, she, it's a gal, right? It's a girl. It's a woman. Something. Yeah. It's a woman. And she was a comedian. I don't remember her name, but she was talking about how her floor was like clean enough to eat off of because there's like thousands of things down there to eat. Like, look at all the stuff to eat on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about Star Citizen when 318 comes out. It's just like, when the server's been up long enough, like, there's just. Look at all the salvage just everywhere. Even if you don't have a vulture, even if you don't have a reclaimer, like you could just go down to an outpost or something and just start flipping through the wrecks and just see if there's anything inside the wrecks that you could just grab and just not even like the oh, official wreck CIG put on the ground, like the caterpillar, the freelancer, the constellation, the reclaimer. Just you'll see someone have just like a prospector that crashed into the side of like they because they blew up like a, a rock or something, disabled their prospector. And it killed them. You just go over to the wreck site, you see the corpse next to it, and you just like, oh, look, there's that, that golden armor for like $1,000 in Star Citizen. I'll just take that real quick. 
now now I look at me. Now I'm concierge. <laughs> <laughs> I have a member of gold team. Um yeah, I'll, I'll back that up a little bit because one of the things, the first things I realized, and I, um, I realized what it was, is that there was what we thought was a placed wreck of a uh, of a a cutlass when we were doing. Uh, me and a couple of people were doing a uh, like looking through one of the new ruins, the ru- ruined outposts. We thought it was a placed wreck because it looked like it was perfectly placed, and then we realized as another ship, another cutlass came in to do reinforcements that it was just the crashed remnants of the last reinforcements that had come in mm-hmm. that were still there yeah. from the last time someone came by and was like, we had no idea how long the, that ship, that ship wreck had been. And there's the, there's the one, there's the clip that's been going around YouTube of, uh, uh, I believe it was, uh, Burks was, uh, was hanging out with some other people and trying to salvage, uh, a ship. I think it was like an eight ninety, and they ended up 30 K in the middle of it. And then Zero State came in after the fact and found the whole thing, including the the the, the reclaimer they were using to salvage, mm-hmm. just still sitting there. And I had actually raided into him that night. I remember him walking around seeing like a little crashed uh, cutlass or a uh, um, uh, C8R that was there as well. That was just kind of running around and. Uh, being like, wow, so there was a 30K and then you come back and it was still there, you know, hours later. So that is pretty cool. Uh, I will say the biggest update to this for me is still the the racing. Because like the racing itself is just, it just showed up. (laughs) It was just like, see, it's just like, here, here's a viable racing profession because you can make money doing racing now. All you got to do is is get in a certain time and you can get money from it. Which is like, ah, all right, came out of nowhere. Uh, so that was that was interesting. Not not to mention the the new outposts with the new missions that are associated with those outposts. Um, and then of course there's the new FPS missions in Orison where you could, they took the old old Siege of Orison platforms and now you can do an FPS mission on them. So you've got that as well. There's a lot of like little additions, not new. Like none of, most of the stuff isn't new gameplay. Uh, the, the racing is, but the rest of the stuff is stuff we've had before, but it just expands it to much larger um, uh, variety, kind of spiced it up a little bit. So that's the kind of lead into the next question, which is uh, we know there's going to be a 319 and we know there's going to be a patch likely for Invictus. If it's not 318, what do you think that patch may come with? Do you think it's going to be heavily focused on uh tech like PES and such, or do you think we'll actually see some more new content or at least more like side grade content, like more expansion of what we have already? Uh, Vertigo, I'll start with you on this one. I would expect side grade content or just like sharpening up past, like, you know, refining what they've already released. Uh, but definitely like side grade stuff. I think PES has taken up a lot of like internal resources trying to get that thing figured out. Any ideas of what kind of side grades you might be expecting from them? Probably more missions, more wreck sites, maybe fleshing out sand caves with actual like uh, FPS missions, maybe more rivers because the river tech looks like it's coming along. Um, I can imagine them hitting, putting more rivers on, on Hurston and uh, Microtech because we should have like thousands of rivers on like Microtech, if not Hurston. Al, what do you think? Are you expecting more side grade content, new content? Yeah, given given the way that we see um, stuff, CIG usually work, they do a under the hood big stuff, and then they seem to do a content patch. That sends a bit, you know, they put the under the hood stuff, they then they tighten everything up, and I think that this is certainly an under the hood 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 patch with the introduction of of um, salvage and racing and other aspects and i expect the next patch will expand that out we'll see cargo refactor develop more we'll see the um uh, the salvage work more so at the moment we've only got hell scraping but we will get uh the bit the charges to blow apart holes and break them up we will get hole uh, hole munching um, so there are aspects that we we still don't have. Um, it'd be nice 
to possibly even see the craw working on the on the reclaimer. I don't the see claw. that coming for ages. ages. <laughs> the claw. But, but um, that's certainly something that we're looking forward to. We know that the um, even the vulture can suck chunks in and, and grind it up and turn it into stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So. so- do you think that's coming in three nine, like three nineteen or whatever is going to happen? I, I could see that in three nineteen or those types of things. Maybe not the claw, but certainly advances on the salvage development okay. in three nineteen. It'd be also good to see more river, more rivers, because as HC said, you know, there's they should be lots of them. I'd I'd like to see dried rivers maybe on Hurston in areas, um, as well as maybe one or you know a couple of big ones. It'd be great to see. Uh, oceans on Art Corp because we know that CIG have, have come back and said, hey, well, you know, originally it was going to be the big planet, but it's going to have oceans on it now as well. So they've kind of, if I if I remember correctly, they've dialed back on that whole uh, Coruscant type planet and, and made it a bit more realistic um, in terms of that. It, there will be oceans, so it'd be nice to see that type of stuff. The, the river tech really intrigues me as well because when you think of it, that's also the tech that'll be used for roads. Because mm-hmm. it's exactly the same. You know, you put the where your road you want your road to go, boom, the stuff on the side of the road and so it gives you that whole aspect. And I am looking forward to the Lawville rework. Um so yeah, and race Are you looking right? forward to the Lawville rework or is old man Al looking forward to the well, <laughs> to the both? Uh, both. Both. <laughs> I, I, I usually live on Lawville because it's a, a not I, I, it, to me it looks very Australian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am looking forward to the Lawville rework because one of the things I'm I'm looking forward to do, do doing is you know flying around it and you know doing mm-hmm. doing weird things and flying. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Lawville rework. Do you so, think we'll see the Lawville rework uh, uh, in next patch though, Vertigo? Like before mm-hmm. the before be, like just the summer patch that the Q. I don't. I don't think three eighteen. Maybe the next patch three. We'll yeah. probably see Lawville updated. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't recall seeing anything new in Lawville in 3.18 at the moment. So. No, I don't, I don't remember. I think it was just the same, um, if I remember correctly. Of course, I was trying to hang around a Crusader every time I was in the PTU because they had those Orison platforms. I was trying to unlock those missions. Mm. Kind of a pain in the butt to get those missions to work, though. I, I was going, even though I keep spawning at Lawville, I kept going to Orison because I wanted to try and learn the Ahumani racetrack, which mm. is um, the one that we use for Crux Cup, uh, which is coming up. Check out cruxcup.com to find out when. Check it out. Find out more. It's one of the uh, oldest, it is the oldest racing competition in the verse. Uh, Daymar Rally gets a lot of, a lot of, a lot of credit, but Crux Cup's been around for a very long time. So. I think we started Crux Cup in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um in what um, would have been April 2015 was when the first Crux Cup was. Um, I believe you actually uh, commentated. I was a commentator for the first one, yeah. Uh, I remember uh, uh, Captain Richard won the Aurora race. So That's right, the yeah. Aurora Classic. At, at, it's one of the few races where we had the Aurora Classic. Um, you could race any ship as long as it's an Aurora. Yeah. Um, we used to do it in Arena Commander, and it was a nightmare to organise. And <laughs> eventually, Arena Commander just broke. You just couldn't you couldn't organise anything in Arena Commander. It mm. just kept yeah. Kept the group, I don't know itself. if they fixed the group stuff for Arena Commander yet. Um, that's one of the things that they are doing, I believe, in three eighteen. It's supposed to be. Um, they were supposed to be working on that and doing a lot the of private matches back. Commander and fixing it yeah. up and, and that. But how much they've done, I I can't recall on a ha- I can't say how how solid it is at the moment but over the years we just decided we ended up moving to um uh to 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 the live server once once we figured it was stable enough to run a, a big event um and the biggest of the, the biggest crux cut we had was about 219 registered people mm. and that was i think that was in 2018 um and it was, you'd run every race, you know, so you'd have eight people or six people in a race and you'd do all your heats and then you get, yeah. And so it ended up taking a whole day to, to, to do Crux Cup. The way it's now run is it's a, 
it's an endurance race, so it flies around um, the Ahumani racetrack for using each of the um, the industry platforms like uh, Kaplan, um, Providence, uh, the the and the other two whose names I can never remember. And you fly around there. Uh, most ships that are used do need to go into into the hangars and refuel because you just they can only do two or three laps. Uh, the fastest ship, I think, in the la in last year, the fastest ship was actually the uh, Drake Herald. It was the fish ship to beat. Um, but we've got multiple classes, so there's now the Acrux, Acrux 1, Acrux 2, so there's different classes of ships there. We've got Heavy, so you can actually race in a, a Reclaimer if you like. Reclaimer can do <laughs> the Crux Cup without needing a refuel, but it can only do about two or three laps. Um, <laughs> So before everybody like dies of old age. Yeah. Yep. But the other thing is because the race runs for an hour, mm -hmm. I think it's the open category, the the Aurora and the Heavy, they will race around the track at the same time. Um I would have uh I would have to go through and have a look at the open documents that have been being gathered together. Um I know um Echo has been gathering uh, data on the ships in 318, mm -hmm. just in case we are running uh, Crux Cup with uh, 318. Well, Crux Cup's um, in April, right? It is in... Um, Put you on the spot. website. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to the website, cruxcup.com. It's saying... And it is in 69 days, 12 hours, 28 minutes, and 16 seconds. This is tell me the time, though. <laughs> so that's, uh, what, February, March? March-ish, okay. Um, so about March 25th-ish, somewhere around there. Ish. Okay, so yeah, that's... that's. Uh... So, but 69 days, 12 hours, 27 minutes, and 56 seconds. Go to the uh, website. Sign up now. Yeah. Uh, I'll finish up with my thoughts on um, uh, three three nineteen or like the next patch. Uh, I am I am looking forward to the Crux Cup because I'm hoping three eighteen releases before Crux Cup goes out because that is an actual race, as you said. Like it's the, they took the Crux Cup race and put it into game because um, this has been around for at least you've, this is the second year they've done that. Because I remember Cronsey yep. was 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 commentating on it last year for yep. it. Cronsey will the, be commentating this year as well. So um, yeah, so. One of the, they didn't actually put, they did look at putting the Crux Cup in as, a, in, in the, as an official track. They actually mm -hmm. chose not to because they were going for more of a small time trial type races. Okay. But one of the things they did do when they were putting in one of the um, other races, they did put a, a start screen that was blocking one of the entrances, which was making it difficult for the larger ships. And they have moved that. Okay. So, so that was, um, I think, Neo. Into, okay. and with, the, with that team actually went above and beyond to actually make sure they left that track open. They had looked at it, but when they were putting stuff in, they, they accidentally blocked it and they have moved stuff so that nice. doesn't block the track. So that was pretty cool. Um, in terms of like 319, though, I think, I think because we know 319 is coming out, I do still think it's going to come out by uh, Q2. Uh, I, don't, I don't think 318 is going to be that bad. Um, and with that, I think we'll probably see... Um, probably expansions. I, I would hope to see more, um, more cargo, like the, just not necessarily a, a revolution in cargo, but more cargo container sizes would be the next logical step from the cargo refactor. So have pretty much similar, everything we have now, except for instead of having, you know, just one SCU cargo bays, you have the 32 SCU, you've got the 12 SCU, you've got the different sizes. So some of them might be fluid, you know, liquid and, and gas t containers versus other things like that. So um, hopefully we'll have that. I also think that we'll probably see more versions of salvage. We might even see something like PES, uh, PES, um, quantum attached to salvage. Quanta. Yeah. Quanta attached to salvage. I think that might be a, a thing we'll see is like more like quantum missions about salvage. Like, Hey, this thing is, this is a wreck we found. Go clean it up. We need you to clean it up for this. When you're done, let us know. and We'll pay you. Um, it's kind of like going, you're going into like clean up a battle or whatever, or clean up a, a wreck site. Um, we, 
And I think we're almost certainly we're going to see, I, I would, okay, I don't know if this is true or not. This is, this is pure speculation. Well, all of this is pure speculation, but this specifically is pure speculation, which is I, we might actually see Lorville and the UGFs before, uh, for, for the summer patch. They were very far along with Lorville and the UGFs as of mm. CitizenCon. So they, they did seem to be very close with that, didn't they? The other yeah. thing that would be interesting to see from, from chat, Iconic, Ionic Gecko said, um, the rafts, cranes, and tractor beams. Yes. I don't know about the cranes, but certainly the tractor beams are certainly something that would be really, really good to see. It'd, it'd open up gameplay for the Caterpillar. It'd open up gameplay for the uh, Cutlass. It'd open up gameplay for the 315P. The Titan. Yeah. The Titan. The the um uh, the Taurus. There's yeah. so many ships that actually have a have a tractor beam on them, and that's not including the large handheld tractor beams. So yeah, yeah it'd be. I could easily awesome see that being see the. That I can easily see that being the flagship uh, release for three nineteen. Then then the thing that they're really point pu- pushing, which is the be the ability to move with tractor beams, because the other thing that's in that's in heavy development right now is the SRV. So the SRV coming out is big because that's just a tractor beam ship. It's all it is. So I think I think the key is to look at the the the, the, the development of the SRV. And if the SRV seems like it's getting close to development, then three nineteen is likely around three nineteen, whenever that is, probably Q two. Then then we'll likely see uh, that being the the big kind of thing that we'll do, which is cool. Yep. It's not it's not a huge, and that's kind of a side grade because we already have tractor beams in game now. This is just scaling that up a little bit. So and that's. It's the same with the cargo pods. We've already got cargo pods in game and cargo refractor in coming with 318, but going bigger containers and and being able to manipulate the 32 SCU cargo pods, that becomes a a side grade. It it opens that whole refactor aspect. Yeah, it expands it a little bit more. And hopefully, if if they, if that's all nice, but if they could just let us buy like, any size SCU crate that we can put stuff into that would be, that would make the game so much better. <laughs> I know Vertigo would prefer not having to you know carry around a one SCU cargo crate wherever you went if you wanted to get random stuff from from places and take it from point yeah. A to point B. So uh, that'd be nice. Um, I'm just gonna say uh, I think that's that's the kind of the, the discussion that we're gonna kind of talk about for for today. A little bit shorter one. Um, but we'll be moving on to the question and answer session. So feel free to join us unless, unless, unless Al and HD Vertigo, if you, you, do you want to jump onto that the topic we ended with, with, uh, the content creator summit or did you want to, um, I'm trying to remember the question, like, um, what was the question again? I'll, I'll, I'll simplify it, but it was yeah. effectively the nature between hype baiting and, uh, like, uh, yeah, it was. It, he called it gaslighting. I don't like that. The, the, I don't think that's the proper use for gaslighting in terms of what he's trying to talk about. Because he's talking about like how do you manage the difference between being way too optimistic, yeah, yeah, like hyping things way too much, or uh, being far too negative uh, on the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Bringing up the concept of like how creators will often promise things that CIG never said. And how creators sometimes will just lie or will say things that they yeah. they never said in the past. I mean, I'll, I'll 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 kind of regurgitate what I said on there to kind of get us started because I think it was like an interesting okay. point. That's yeah. why I said it. Um, CIG kind of I don't think CIG is lying to us, or they when they say something they at the time they they absolutely hundred percent believe the thing they said. Hmm. Um, but I think it's more of a, more not gaslighting, but more of the Molyneux syndrome, <laughs> where where someone will promise you to do something constantly and they'll push it off, they'll push it off, they'll push it off. Stuff constantly comes up and then eventually we realize that person is not reliable because reasons. Um, and we've had this over the years with Squadron 42 release. I mean, I know people can jump down my throat, you know, Star Citizen Defenders are going to come out and like, Vertigo, like, how dare you be negative of Star Citizen? Like, no, they've literally done this over the years. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Terravon Kung Fu, uh, Squadron 42 was released back in 2016. Um, you know, capture the interest mode in Arena Commander, uh, Sadaball, Theaters of Wear. I brought that up. I, I, I really mm. should be stopped. I really should not be talking about Theaters of War ever because honestly, it's better off that Theaters of War just dies and just disappears from the from collective consciousness 
because there's there's absolutely nothing good that comes of talking about theaters of war for for CIG and for the for for us the community. But what it it's the fans like we have this kind of like bubbling spring effect, this tsunami where CIG says something right, and it may be just like an offhanded line where they talk about like oh farming and guys like board gamer. Algorand, Info Runners, um, Captain's Table Podcast, myself, mm-hmm. um, Salty Mike, just all sorts of content creators, and even the fans on on Twitter, uh, for the uh, forum, Spectrum, uh, Reddit, um, Facebook, uh, Instagram, even face to face on Bar Citizens, or just even with their friends when they meet, you know, after work or if they're meeting at school, they'll say, "Hey, did you hear about farming?" And this creates kind of like this bubbling effect, this rising effect, where people are like, oh, farming, what's that going to entail? And you got guys like Board Gamer who wants to create content. We, we, this was another thing that was brought up during the podcast where content creators, you know, we talked about the whole Morphologist A2 video. And Morphologist had, you know, had, I'm trying not to swear here because I'm trying to like, I know YouTube has policy. YouTube is very, very naughty about it. They're very prudish now. And honestly, I should just cut out the swearing for YouTube videos, just period, because it's it's probably better for everybody. But Morphologist had a passion. Like he had a passion moment where he just lost it. He just, I I guess you can call it a gamer moment where he just lost his cool. Like normally Morphologist is a really composed, really nice guy. And you have a Star Citizen moment where Star Citizen just breaks you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're trying to do like it's 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 i have to give props to guys like captain burks detox morphologists who do group or or even like um captain richards people who do large group events those i've tried to do those and they are frustrating to even set up yep (laughs) never mind like all the bugs and issues because the number of the number of people in your group dramatic like exponentially multiplies the number of problems you're going to have in that session because someone's going to crash out and the server's going to fill up. Then you have to wait for that person to get in. And then someone's going to have their ship blow up on a landing pad. Then you have to wait for, because that ship was like not a ship you had and we needed that ship for the events. So you have to wait for the cooldown, the, the timer, and you have to send some money. So they expedite it. You still got 30 minutes to fill because everyone's buying armor and medical supplies. Some, some guy hasn't logged in Star Citizen in six months. So he's got to buy all his stuff back. You know, it's been like three patches and people are trying to figure out what hotkey does a thing. And so you have to like run a quick tutorial and so people can learn how to play Star Citizen again. And it's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it's frustrating. So when you finally get there to jump town to start your event and then some guy just plows right into your ship and you feel like there's nothing you can do about it. And it just, it sends you to the moon. Mm-hmm. But as we talked about in the podcast, when you're a YouTuber and you want to make money off this or you just want to grow your channel, there is a game you have to play when it comes. There's an algorithm you have to feed. You have to work with the algorithm if you want to increase your reach, your voice, your platform. And, and we go, I'm going to loop back around the topic we just talked about. Um, a little bit is a tiny bit of the problem about hype and star citizen is the content creator but a lot of that comes back to the algorithms we're forced to interact as yeah. paul i believe you mentioned the emotion mentioned yeah for, the, you, for those you, you don't know check this some of the stuff we're referencing back to is the content creator summit which was put on by soul citizens i'll have the link right above al's head mm-hmm. right now if you want to go watch some of that it's four hours five hours long so it's a little long but the last question the last last little bit is what we're kind of referring to because this is kind of we had a lot of discussion on this so yeah yeah Go ahead. And a lot of people notice the crazy crackhead screaming in the middle of the road. Yes. Not the, uh, not the, the well-dressed businessman that's shuffling off to work with like a briefcase. Most people don't pay. So if you want to get noticed, if you want on, on, on like, I'm not blaming content creators specifically for this, but we do hold, we do a whole little, we, we are holding the torch with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it comes down to just the community. Sometimes the content creators, we just, just talking about stuff just raises the awareness of that topic. So talking mm-hmm. about farming, the farming starts getting raised and, and maybe the, you know, you got, you have to like work a clickbait because, you know, if I'm making YouTube videos, guess what? I'm competing with Morphologist, Board Gamer, Nubifier, Paul's does, does YouTube video, uh, videos on YouTube. This video is going to be up on stuff. YouTube right now. And it's going yeah. to have a title that's designed to catch your eye and make you click yeah. it. That's the point. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're we're a little responsible for that, but also the fans are talking about stuff. 
And sometimes you just have to like CIG mentions something offhandedly, like, oh, farming. And then you just talk about like what are they get like we're doing right now in this podcast. What are we gonna what do you do? Vertigo, when do you think the next patch is gonna release? I don't yeah. know. I think it's gonna release at the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I like I said, like, um there's a lot of hands that cause this problem. Yeah. Um and CIG kind of realized that a little bit with the roadmap. You know, that very unfortunate letter where they where they blamed all the roadmap watchers uh, for creating all the hype and the disappointment. Yep. And my reaction to that comment from CIG was like, one, they, the, the, the letter where they introduced the new changes to the, to the roadmap, which is they were going to stop showing so much on the roadmap until it was like absolutely necessary. And they, they've told everyone to go look at the progress tracker instead. A lot of that was CIG's problem. Yeah. Like, it was pretty obvious that people were using the roadmap in a way that was detrimental to what CIG intended. Mm. And it took them too long to respond to the community, and they were trying to correct the community, but the community was not following CIG's directions and interpreting the roadmap the way it should have been interpreted. So what CIG did was correct to the roadmap. They essentially gutted the release view of the roadmap to being like a two-quarter release view, which is what they should have done a long time ago to kind of help hype, to help dampen the hype a little bit. Um, like I said, a lot of this comes back to CIG. They're learning how to interact with the community. Um, I've been talking a long time. Algorithm, what do you think? Ian, <laughs> uh, 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 there's a lot to what you said, which you thought was going to be mega, mega confrontational, which I was going, yep, 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 mm -hmm. yep, yep. Because part of the problem is that CIG, this, the development has been a long period just with law we've got 10 years of law mm -hmm. where originally they were doing one or two law pieces a week uh, even if it's just two pieces of law a week over 10 years that's uh, a crap ton and it, there's so much it's it's hard to keep a handle on it but things change and yet even though things change so much stays the same and so you look at you look, one of the things i think of is death of a spaceman cig always said your character will have so many kind of have so many lives and eventually your that character will die and you'll create a new avatar who will kind of inherit your 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 account's equipment and carry on and that'll change your how how your standing is in the in the verse and then we get the uh, the the regeneration system and that isn't really a change on what they are thinking for death of a spaceman it was really just working out how it's going to look in game but it's still, that whole idea is still, that, that concept and the way they wanted to work it is still, it's still in progress and still being developed. But even with that, there are so many things that they wanted to do, they couldn't do, and now they can. And so you see things change. You see Arena Commander, I can remember Arena Commander being talked about as being the, the test bed for, for ships and flight and, uh, and stuff, and, and Star Marine being the test bed for FPS. But then it was easier to do, put that into the live, the live servers. And so once we, get, once we had the PU and you could do the planetary surface stuff and you could fly your ships and why duplicate things in terms of where it was going? And so you had a shift in from where they were going. The problem I found was you had Arena Commander and they just stopped. It almost as if they just stopped doing support for it. Theatres of War is, is something that was seen as being a, would be part of that in-game Arena Commander um, content. So it said, we're, we're going to be working on Arena Commander again. I, I think the Siege of Orison is a, and even Xenothreat are classic examples of that, of aspects that we would see, you could see in Arena Commander kind of modules as, or, or options to choose as, as part of Theatres of War. Will, will that come soon? I don't know. Will it come eventually? Yeah, I, I, I think it will, because it's part of that practice gameplay that they do want to give us to be able to, to do stuff. But at the moment, PU doesn't matter. It's, it's a test server. Even though we don't call it a test server, it is a test server. It's, a, it's where we do stuff, and they get all the analytics from all the players playing, and then they go, oh, crap, we need to change back. But that length of development and those changing goals and where things are going does change has an impact on on, on stuff you look at um 
I think another classic example would be the the yeah I've I've lost that train of thought. I've, yeah. But, um, but it's that that change the way up. Oh, it's the planetary tech, the way in which you had the uh, when the tech guys said, "Hey, Chris, look at this," and they did the pupil to planet type video. And I remember Chris saying, "Oh, this is stuff I was I was wanting to add in, but I didn't think we'd de add it for two or three years. You know, it was something that was going to be added down the track, and it's now here." And he goes, "Yeah, do it." And and you see those change those goalpost changes of things they wanted to do that they've been able to get done earlier, and and that has an impact on on where things are going. So where they want to go, I think, is still there, and all the things Chris has kind of earmarked as things he wanted or things he he'd yep, I'll do this now and this one will be further down the track. And that has an impact on on the development and where things are going. But then as developers, or not as developers, as content creators, we're also responsible. We 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 get on that hype wagon for it for it's something and we, we we run with it. But there's also the problem we find as certainly content creators for over years, where if we say something from twenty fifteen there will be people who can watch that video from 2015 and go, oh, you guys are wrong. And you, well, no, at 2015, we were right. But as development's gone on, that's changed. And the, I suppose there's almost an onus for us to get be going through as content creators and revising things we've said in the past and saying, well, in the past it was this, development's happened, it's now this, and, and just helping um, mitigate that hype expectation along with that... Um, the other side but there's also that need to that crit that uh constructive criticism of the things that aren't right rather than just being a, a naysayer so a bit over the shot but yeah okay i i'm gonna kind of jump on top of this but just a little bit before we, we wrap up with this um with the idea about like the differences between like hyping versus versus salt uh i'll say what i said before which is people's opinions matter and I don't think anyone's opinion about Star Citizen is necessarily better or worse than another. Mm-hmm. You're never going to change someone's opinion if it's one way or the other without them actually changing it themselves. Um, but I don't think anyone who covers Star Citizen is intentionally malicious about covering Star Citizen. I don't think anyone who covers Star Citizen is like looking to destroy CIG because if they are, Okay, like one channel is not going to do that. <laughs> like, unless unless there's some serious financial fraud or some like straight up illegal stuff that CIG is doing, you're not going to stop CIG from creating the game. And if you are doing something like this because you want to like ruin CIG's reputation or or make money or something like that, there, there are far more lucrative opportunities for either targets or for money than Star Citizen. And I also don't think that people are super like are are sips for CIG, you know, like 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 absolute like CIG can do nothing wrong. I think the concept of the absolute hater and the absolute white knight, those are straw men. They don't exist in reality. They just exist in people's brains whenever they want to get mad about someone's opinion. And as a result, I think a lot of people put a lot of weight onto uh as Vertigo said, the crazy crackhead in the middle of the road. Um, that's, you know, people are going to pay attention to the crazy crackhead, not that the crazy crackhead is talking about government corruption that is, runs deep into the mayor's office. Even if the crazy crackhead is right, <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't pay attention to him because he's the crazy crackhead. It's that kind of thing. People will yeah, look he, at he you. should f- not be named. Yeah. Well, you, 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 you notice the crazy crackhead. Yeah. The, the crazy crackhead oh. acts as a lightning rod for attention. But you may not actually take that person seriously. But YouTube loves that sort of person in, in the yeah. algorithm. People who so, get attention. But that's what I think. I, I say that people will then pay attention to that, but they won't actually watch those videos. No. There's plenty they'll of people who it. They'll, engage they'll engage with the with video. It. They'll yeah. comment. They'll like or, dis- or like or dislike. Which, which causes that to rise in the algorithm. Yes, but they won't watch it because, especially I've seen people who, if I'm like overly optimistic with a video title or thumbnail, or if I'm super pessimistic about it, about a, a thought of thumbnail, I will get people who watch before, like this video will likely get a comment before I'm finished with this recording or like the recording, but before I'm finished with this, this video, like, like when I release this on Monday as a standalone video, 
I can almost guarantee you there'll be someone who comments, has an opinion on something we, uh, we've either, like that's been mentioned in the title, before it's fully finished. Because people will do that. They will sit there and comment on the video that's like two hours long and they'll comment it after the first five minutes it's been up. It's like, there's no way you watch this whole thing. Don't don't comment on something you don't, but they do it anyways because they, and that engages, YouTube promotes that. And then as a result, it's becomes more like that. Because like, for instance, I say HD Vertigo is the Sultan of Salt. Vertigo is not that salty. <laughs> Vertigo far worse than me in this world. Yeah. And, and, you know, people talk about Salty Mike or Grumpy. I haven't, I don't know Grumpy personally. I don't know, I don't watch his content, but I know Mike enough that, and I watch his content enough that, that he's not that salty. It, it, a lot of his titles are going to be, you know, with his name and with the reputation of his titles leads people to be like, oh, I just don't like him or whatever, which is fine. But I think a lot of content is given a bad name simply because of the things that content creators have to do in order to get you to engage with their content. Because if you don't engage with their content, then it's not seen. Um, as much as I'd love to release a lore video that's just the complete history of uh, the, the, the Anvil Gladiator, it's not going to be titled that. It's going to be titled the ship that, the sh was, the ship that was created from a, uh, from a scam. Because then people will be like, what? I'm intrigued now. You know, there's a lot more people yeah, who are interested in that. Yeah, I'm citizen. That's what you're talking about. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And people will say, make that comment. I know that's comments going to come out in that video before I even release it, but because of that title, but you know, Hey, it's engagement. And that's the problem. I think a lot of people, and then, and then people amplify it. Um, you know, uh, morphologists will say something bad about the A2 and talk about how it needs to be kind of reined in a little bit. What he's talking about, what he was talking about in that video was just, it needs counterplay. It needs some decent counterplay because otherwise it's just a troll, troll device. And then a lot of people pointed out to him, there is counterplay. You just didn't realize it. And then showed a bunch of videos of people using like the Centurion and such. But he wasn't wrong. He was mentioning that he hadn't found this and he thought this was an important thing to bring up and it was his opinion. And a lot of people gave him shit for it. And, and it's that kind of thing. You make you, you make a comment, or you do a video, and or you, you say something, and, and people blow it out of proportion. I think the same thing happens with CIG, where, like, Chris Roberts said, Tavarin Kung Fu in a 10 for the chairman, and now everyone thinks there's going to be Kung Fu styles in Star Citizen mm -hmm. because he mentioned it in a 10 for chairman as a possibility. Um uh, We've talked. We've been, we were still talking about death of a, sta a spaceman. We have no idea the full extent of the death of a spaceman, but uh, like the actual document we have on death of a spaceman is very basic compared to mm. what Chris Roberts has actually said or, or mm -hmm. mentioned in the past. Um, but like that's and that's that's this kind of the kind of thing. It's a lot of it is lost in translation. Uh, this this sort of like hype versus versus salt. It's a lot of it is lost in translation. It's a lot of very passionate people, and I say passionate not to be euphemistic of people who are super salty. I mean passion. Like again, no one's making a video on anything because all three Vertigo started off this the stream by saying I've made one video this year and it's probably going to be the only video because he knows how freaking hard it is to make a video. <laughs> how much time and effort, even just to pull a video off of a stream, it still takes time and effort to pull that the, the, the content up. It takes time to do this sort of thing. And anyone who's going to take the time to produce something of any quality, uh, especially if it's going to get a lot of attention, it means they care. And that kind of thing can go wrong. In, in places. Um, sure. People can make mistakes. Board gamer makes, uh, makes mistakes all the time. When, when he comments, I make mistakes all the time in my comments. That's just kind of human nature. Uh, but I don't think anyone's malicious about it. That's all. So. All right. With that being all said, I think we're going to finish this up and wrap it up to the, to the question and answers. If you're watching this after the fact on YouTube on Monday, cause this is live on YouTube and Twitch now on uh, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, twitch.tv slash theastropub or youtube.com slash theastropub live. But if you're watching this on Monday, the question and answer session is already live. It'll be right above Algorit's head. You can click that little link and you can go right to these question and answers. You do not have to wait. Um, and of course, let me know if you still like that. If you'd rather me wait a little bit longer to, to post them, post them separately because I used to post them every like, like days apart. But if you still like that, please do let me know because, and please do interact with that to help promote it. Because sometimes it can, 
not get as much uh, gets buried because of being the second video released. Mm-hmm. Um, if you started watching and you're still watching, you're clearly liking the content. So hit that like and subscribe button. <laughs> hit the like and subscribe button as well. And if you hit the and, little bell and notification. Don't forget to leave a comment. Algorithm and don't forget. engagement for the algorithm god. Yes. Um, Actually, the guys on some of our, our viewers on of the Inferonis call it the algorithm or the algorithm. The alga- algorithm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Um, you were just repeating what everyone else says, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, the, like, you know, like this video if you did enjoy this. If you just like this video, dislike it. If you didn't, it's up to you. Uh, subscribe, to, but if you really enjoy this content, hitting that bell icon will let you know exactly when any of these videos go live. It'll also let you know when these live streams go live, I believe. So if you hit the little bell icon and hit notifications for all uh, all, all, all stuff. Make sure you're checking out Info Runners and HC Vertigo at twitch.tv slash HC Vertigo, youtube.com slash HC Vertigo, and then Info Runners at youtube.com slash the Info Runners. Uh, and like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.